Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back. It's been a long time, but we're finally back recording. Um, you know, work, life, a lot of things get in the way. Um, but New Year's resolution, new year, new me. I'm going to try to get back to at a bare minimum one podcast a week. Um, might even get into some articles, but I'm really bad at writing. We'll see how that goes. David might have to lead the way with that because he's a lot better at writing. Um, but yeah, I'm joined with David, and uh, this is In My Humble Opinion. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IMHO Sports Pod. Again, that's IMHO Sports Pod. All right, well, it's been a uh, been a long time since the last one we put out um, a lot of things have changed um, some of our preseason predictions have aged poorly and then flipped on their head and now are aging very well aka the Miami Dolphins um, but yeah let's uh, let's kind of just talk about things that we're surprised by um, that we thought preseason that weren't really gonna happen or didn't expect to happen and then actually did happen so david what do you what are some of those things for you um i I would say just to start uh for me that the nfc east man just in a nut it's been crazy like uh jesse knows i've been i was i always been super high on the football team's defense just bad just atrocious this year even the d-line hasn't been good obviously chase young ended up getting hurt tearing the acl unfortunately but just even the D-line has been good. The secondary is just abysmal. Just, you know, they're hanging in there. They've had a lot of injuries, but it's been it's been a tough year. I'm a big Henneke fan, but I don't know if he's the guy, to be honest with you. But that sucks. And then with the Cowboys, man, you know, Dak looked a little slow there for a little bit. Zeke did too. Had a lot of banged up guys on offense. But, man, defense has been huge. Diggs has been huge. You know, it's uh, I think the de- how good their defense has been, especially with Dan Quinn taking over the nuts and then, I I think I've always liked Jalen Hurts, so I'm not surprised he's been pretty solid, you know. So that's really that, and the Giants kind of expected. I I mean I was high on them. Jesse knows I was high on them, but I, clearly I was wrong. Um, we'll see some change there. I guess not with coaching and quarterback, but probably GM. So I was wrong in that one. I'll admit to that. Yeah, um, as a lot of the fans of that division like to call it NFC Beast. Um. I, I personally am not a fan of that division. It's always usually, like, really mediocre play. Like, those teams just, like, lose games to each other when they have no business doing that. Like, the clear front-runner team never runs away with it. It's always really tight till the end. Um, not necessarily the case this year. The Cowboys really um, Cowboys really established themselves as one of the, the top teams, not just in the NFC, like, I think there's people around that would consider them Super Bowl actual contenders. For um, sure. And like you, I was also really high on the football team's defense. Expected them to be, you know, continue where they left off last year, or at least like get like be better. And it that was it, not the case. That actually ended up being one of their weakest parts of their game. Um, so that was kind of like their demise. The Eagles, they similar to the Dolphins, they started off kind of slow and uh, they're really putting it on in these last couple of weeks when it really matters. Um, Jalen Hurts I didn't like as like an actual quarterback 
But as you and some other people know, I have him in fantasy football in two leagues, and he's been a monster in fantasy football, so can't really complain about it. And they've, they've started playing a, a more uh, um, a, a style of football now that's more conducive to winning. You know, they're, they're running the ball more, not making Jalen make huge plays, and it's Miles Sanders leaning on him when he's healthy. And when he's not, they got – you know, three guys that are more than capable of, of shouldering that load. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think we should touch on the dolphins a little bit because I know that we both root for the dolphins, seven losses straight, seven wins straight. First team to ever do that. And if we make the playoffs, first team to ever do that. Um, I think Flores ride the ship. It looks like I was a little nervous there. I know Jesse, heard a lot of my criticisms earlier in the year about Tua and Flores and you know it's not that I never I love Flores as coach I thought he got caught up a little in the whole Belichick thing where it's your system and the co- the culture when sometimes it comes down to the talent of the team but I think getting a little bit healthy and figuring out the right stuff and I think getting comfortable has been huge for us and you know I, I think Flores is just a hell of a leader and I think Tua is finally playing pretty well I still think we need to see a little more from him but I also do think we need a little more weapons for him running back, obviously, clearly, and probably another receiver. Because, unfortunately, Will Fuller is forever hurt and will stay forever hurt, it sounds like, unless he's doing PEDs. And then defense, obviously, we've been solid, even though I think Byron Jones kind of sucks. But, Jesse, your 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 take on the Dolphins this year? Yeah. Um, immediately furious. <laughs> um, absolutely furious. And... Like, I want, like, uh, for a lot of people that know me, I'm not a big Tua person. Um, but this year I've tried to, like, put all my biases aside and just f- for the, the sake of, like, the betterment of my team, like my, my childhood team and the team I support, I wanted him to work out just because we've invested so much, you know, time at this point and, and value resources into him and kind of setting it up for him. Um it needs to work out for the sake of the Dolphins. Um, and going to the Will Fuller thing, you know, I wasn't the I wasn't the biggest fan of the signing, but in the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, sweet, that's a big name, big receiver. I know he's guaranteed not to play the whole season, but he'll when he does play, he'll be very efficient. He'll he'll be good when he plays because he has proven to be good when he's on the field. Uh, yeah, turns out, you know, you take the PEDs away from him, he can't stay on the field. And honestly, it ended up for the better for us because um, preseason, him, Parker, even Preston Williams, like expecting him to come back healthy. I think Waddle was expected to be a third option or like a, a, a primary slot guy, not be the main ball getter. And it uh, that kind of changed because of necessity of, of needing a receiver. He He ended up kind of being thrusted into the into the limelight having to be the guy having to make plays and in my opinion he stepped up massively I don't see how he's not he's starting to be put into the top three for offensive rookie of the year I don't see how he like I think to be offensive rookie of the year you have to have value and impact to your team 
I think he provides the most of that out of the other two guys who are in the top three, which is Mac Jones and Jamar Chase. Like Jamar Chase is exceptional. He makes great plays, but due to the fact that he has Tyler Boyd, he has T Higgins, like he has Joe Burrow. He has like an extremely pass happy team. Like he has all these other guys who kind of like take, I don't want to say take threats away, but like defenses have to like pick their poison and, and like, it's kind of easier to, explode and be this guy when you have that type of talent around you and also like he's 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 getting like four or five catches a game uh he's not having these huge monster reception games and yes i i could see the counter argument on waddle is like oh you're getting this many touches but you're not racking up the yards but it's a lot like it's a lot harder when you're in a shorter passing game like we all know that what's what's the big criticism on tua he, he keeps the ball short. He doesn't do a lot of deep balls. So when you're getting the ball, you know, close to the line of scrimmage, you can only do so much. But Waddle's still popping off. He's, what, four or five catches away from breaking the rookie reception record, which I expect him to do this week. And that would be in a normal season. It wouldn't even go into the extended season with the extra game. Uh, and Mac Jones, I don't even want to talk about it. How are you going to be considered, you know, a top – quarterback and be valued highly to your team when your team could win a game where you throw the ball three times I, I, I completely agree with you and I, I do think you know I think Jesse's a little higher on Waddle than I am I think Waddle's been exceptional I agree he's Waddle. in that Waddle Waddle whatever you want to call him I say Waddle I don't know why Waddle sorry Waddle that is correct Waddle uh, I think he's been exceptional I agree I think Jesse was um you know, higher than I, uh, I was or is right now higher than on him than I am. But I do think he's been one of the main reasons our offense has turned around a little bit. I think Tua being healthy and playing well, him, and I think our offense is adjusting and making and finding ways to get him the ball has been huge and getting Jusecki involved a little bit more has been massive. And I think for the future, this has been a great season for him being thrusted into a more prominent role. But I actually, and I know a lot of people feel this way, it's a little bit of a hot take, but I actually think a surprise candidate that should be considered possibly even over Mac Jones for offensive rookie of the year is Davis Mills. Someone I was high on coming out of the draft who's been exceptional the last couple games he's played. 68% uh, completion percentage, I think seven touchdowns, couple picks on a very porous Houston team. And, you know, they've gone, I think, one or two wins since then. I'm not saying he's going to win. I don't think he should win. I'm saying he should be in the conversation. And I think, you know, he was a guy I was high on. A lot of people were high on. I kind of bought buy into the hype, saw the film. And I, I think, you know, that's – to me, like, if you're going to put Mac in there, you have to put Davis Mills in there. You know, he's – Zach Wilson's not in there. No. Justin Fields is not in there. No. And I'm an Ohio State fan. I know that. I think Davis Mills, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle are the three people. And I do agree with Jesse with the Chase analysis. I also think people don't realize the Bengals defense has actually been really good this year. Which also helps, and he didn't name another key person on that team, Mixon, who is I'm a big fan of. So I I, I just think everything's more conducive for Chase to be big. You can the only thing you can argue with with, uh, with Waddle is that the reason he gets all those catches is because they're short catches and there's not a lot of options. But hey, he's maximizing them. He's making the catches. He's making the plays. And you know what? He's had to adjust because everyone thought he was going to be kind of a deep threat. That's not what he's doing for us. I hope in the future he can become that guy. I don't want him to be cast into a uh, you know Jarvis Landry type role, but I agree with Jesse. If he, I, I think he should be 
if not the lead the leader, very close behind Chase. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I think it should be one of those two receivers. Um you know, I I want to say like I don't even think I'm being biased when I say it should be Waddle cuz again to me like you have to have like impact. You have to have value to your team. Like you could say, yeah, Chase has impact because he does have like you know the the one two rec- or touchdown games with like 130, 140 yards on three catches. You know, like he 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 has these huge monster games, but it's on like cr- stupid efficiency, um, where he's not necessarily the first option, and Waddle has to be the first option, uh, like purely because you know Parker's been in and out of the lineup all year with injuries no Will Fuller um you can't trust Albert Wilson you can't trust Mac uh Mac Hollins like there's a lot of there's not a lot of uh receiving talent outside of of Waddle that's consistent like Jacecki's there all the time for whatever reason some games we choose to give him the ball some games we choose not to I don't get it I don't get it but uh it is what it is, but like Waddle, even if you like want to say the, you know, he racks up receptions. Like if you watch him play, it's not like yes, there are plays designed for him, but he's also creating separation. Like it's he is incredible. Like he's almost open every play. It's insane. Insane athlete, insane athlete. And Kyle, I think you can agree with this. I I like the role. I like that he's thrust in this prominent role because I think it's going to make him better in the future. I think the next step. Obviously, with us, we do need to get another receiver to help out. But I think is seeing what we thought he was going to be and be more of a deep threat burner. I, I I think that's the next step for him, you know. And I think putting on maybe a little bit more weight and muscle will be great for him too. I I think that's going to be huge for me, Jesse. The next thing I think I kind of want to know your opinion on is um, you know, what was the number one team that like you really think is going to be. What, like, what's the surprise team that you that's been good for you that you're so surprised about, and what's the one team that's been so bad that you're so surprised about? Okay, yeah. Um, so the team that's like outperformed my expectations like massively, and then the team that's underperformed those expectations massively. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of I'm kind of leaning towards like a team that's like gonna possibly make the playoffs or is in the playoffs. I don't want a team that's like oh we're doing way better than expected, but they're not even gonna make the playoffs because like okay that's great, but like a playoff team or almost a playoff caliber team that has really exceeded your expectations than a team that's been that maybe some people thought were going to make the playoffs and just crap the bed. Yeah. Um, so just like off the top of my head, um, it almost feels like a, like a cop out uh, to say the Titans have like, obviously they had Derrick Henry um, AJ Brown, Julio, like we knew they had pieces offensively, um, but the defense was a huge question mark, and the defense I didn't think performed exceptionally well in the beginning of the season, but Derrick Henry did. Derrick Henry gets hurt, uh, and I thought their season was done. Like they haven't been winning a lot, but they've been competitive. They've been in games, and uh, like their defense just flipped it. They, they started outperforming and really the only reason they were in games was because they were low, low scoring games and the defense was making plays. It does help that you have two 
like garbage dumpster teams to beat up on in your division in in the Jaguars and the Texans. Um, but that's a team that I did not expect to be in the position that they are. Like I, I thought they would be, you know, contending for that seventh seed in, in, in the playoffs. Um, and I expected the Colts to be the top team in that division. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it just flipped. And, and they, I would say they exceeded my expectations. A team that un, like underachieved, uh, other than the football team, which we talked about earlier, um, I would say, I would say the Dolphins, uh, they're in a position where I expected them to be, but they did not take the path that I thought they would, you know, That's take fair. to get there. Uh, you know, losing to the Falcons and into the Jaguars, definitely did not expect that. But um, beating the Ravens, did not expect that. Like they, they took a very unconventional route to get in the position that they're in. Um, but I, I would, I would say, uh, initially they kind of, they they underachieved, and, and like you said, Flores kind of like flipped the script, like got the team. To, to turn the ship around and, and they're playing right now, but they, they were not looking remotely close to what I wanted to see. Um, I'd say Seattle's also like a clear, a clear and yeah, obvious one easy. that's really underperformed for the expectations. And you could, I, I would, I'm not going to sit here and argue with someone, but like if they wanted to say it's cause Russell Wilson, his finger, I, I, I would be totally fine with that. I wouldn't argue it at all. I'd sit there and be like, yeah, that, that, could make a lot of sense and chris carson being out too but yeah yeah i think both those are huge uh big been been big blows for them uh i think for me it's like an easy pick to be honest i think the Bengals. i was high on them i know jesse was kind of high on them too yeah i thought they had I was, a shot yeah i was very concerned about their o-line and i've said this to jesse the last two years and he could he could vouch i've said that defense on paper just actually has a shit ton of talent yeah, I, I I've been a big fan of Jesse Bates and like, you know, when they signed um uh Trey Trey Wayans. No, no, yeah. no, Trey um Hendrickson from the Saints. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the, nasty. And then your boy Sam Hubbard. Uh Yeah, dude, and they got a bunch of athletic linebackers. They got they they made a lot of good signings. Larry uh and however you say Larry Agaba or Agaba, some weird last name I don't know how to say. Uh, from the the Browns and like yeah they they've signed a bunch of random corners every year with uh, Shinobi Awuzie from the yeah Cowboys uh, Mackenzie Alexander I believe and Trey Waynes and stuff mm-hmm. so they've kind of scrapped it together in the se- secondary but uh, just yeah that team in general I didn't know how Joe Burrow was gonna come back look kind of sus at, at first and Chase I'm I'm not gonna I I kind of got a little down on him with the whole ball dropping in the preseason and. I personally just hated what he said. It was oh, rust. It was rust. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't play like for a year. Years. A lot of people forgot that. Yeah, I think it was just that, and just getting used to the game, and you know, so like that just his reasoning was a little weird to be like, "Oh, it was the ball." Like, I, I, I don't know, but that whole team, you know, crazy, and it looks like Zach Taylor's a competent coach. Looks like they're moving in the right direction if they can continue to draft well and spend money well. You know, I, I kind of want to see them in the playoffs. I'd love to see the damage they can do, and then the team. I hate doing this to my boys, but the Browns, same division. I, I feel like you can't, though. It's injuries have been in COVID. Injuries in COVID have really decimated. Baker's super banged up. 
hasn't played particularly well when he has been playing, but I do really think the injuries have impacted him and the lack of talent. I think people are going to say, oh, look at Odell on a different team doing great. Okay, you're talking about obviously everyone knows Stafford's better than than Baker. Let's not and pretend it's like he's pass heavy offense, like pass heavy offense with the receiver that's leading the NFL. All these Cowboys is probably going to break a ton of records with an offensive minded coach that is known for being an insane offensive coach, and with a defense and a defense that's nasty too. Like I don't, there's a lot of reasons, a lot of speculation. I, I and I'm not really going to get into that. But Chubb being out for a couple games injured and COVID and Hunt pretty much missing all the year. You could pretty and, much go through their entire roster opening day. And yeah. I could guarantee that at least every person has, or I'd say 95% of their roster missed games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely really tough, but I also do think they've kind of underperformed when they have had, you know, a lot of people playing, but yeah, I agree. It's, you could mostly chalk it up to that, but it just sucks. You know, see, I was had money on them to possibly a can, dark horse candidate win the Super Bowl just to contest. He put the bet in for me. Um, I mean, that's I, just, I, I don't think that's like a bad bet. Like, to me, there had to be like a a different like a when you ask who who underachieved, um, like I I know that by definition that is underachieving, but to me that there's an asterisk like it wasn't because they were playing bad, like they had countless weeks where they didn't have ha- like half their starters like they they were missing a large chunk of their offensive line because of COVID. Baker's been on and off the injury. Like, he's – he already – they came out, like, what? Like, week four or five that he had to have labrum, labrum surgery. Like, yeah. Like, he, there's all these, like, countless injuries and, like, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt missing time. You know, like, they they had – they had, like, almost all their receivers out for multiple games. They had a lot of defensive guys out because of COVID. Like, to me, it's just, like, chalk it up to an asterisk, like – if it came out that they weren't following protocol or it was something to their own doing that caused the COVID outbreak, then fine. But like, it wasn't like they were playing bad. Like they just didn't have a healthy roster at all. And like that happens. Yeah. Um, if not them, then I guess it's, it's kind of hard for me to feel like to pick someone that's like really underperformed that I feel like they didn't spec. I, I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure the Chargers' record, but I, I just kind of expect them to be a little better than they are. That's fair. They're I think they're eight and seven, and I or like you can go the 49ers route. Just again, just like another like they're still in the hunt, but like bruh, like what that organization's everyone stays hurt. Jimmy G is obviously not the guy. Jesse's been right for years. I'm off that bandwagon forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy. I'm not sure how I feel about Trey Lance. <clears throat> obviously, Debo's a monster. Kittle's a monster. A is finally back in the fuck in the mix, dude, which I think has also been really good for them. That that's so frustrating as like a fantasy football player. Like I I bought into the hype. Like I'm like Ayuk, like him and Debo are very similar like type of guys. Like you know, Debo's a little thicker, but you know, they they're both fast, like twitchy like guys. And I'm like, they could be interchangeable. Debo's gonna get hurt, it's inevitable. He always gets hurt. Guy didn't get hurt, and then like they they just were like oh nope we like Debo's healthy Ayuk you're just like his replacement when he gets hurt and they just didn't use him for like almost the entire season but going back to like your Lance thing honestly I don't feel like they um, like Lance doesn't have to be an amazing passer with how Kyle Shanahan uses like the run game and, and uses like Yuschek and and Kittle who are exceptional blockers and great receivers like. 
he could pretty much just go out there with just one or two receivers lined up with like Debo, Ayuk, and then just have a back like a running back have like Uzcheck and Kittle lined up. Like you have a lot of blockers, you have guys who could catch. Like you don't have to be an exceptional passer. I think his athleticism will play really well with all those the talent around him. I I agree. I I agree. I think also most are getting hurt kind of suck. They've had a lot of injuries at running back, but um you know, I still don't think it's an excuse. At some some point you gotta you gotta put it together, you know, for him. Because Jimmy G has played a lot of the games and if not they could have just went to Trey Lance the whole way. So I just I know Lance was banged up for a little bit. It just feels like it's kind of coming down a lot of excuses. And then an easy one that anyone can point out is the Raiders. Again, two years in a row kind of disappointing. You know, the whole John Gruen thing's terrible and like Henry but they Ruggs. just like, they yeah, Henry Ruggs thing terrible. And then Darren Waller's been hurt, which is unfortunate, one of the best tight ends in the league. And then COVID now on the COVID list. It just looks like they've kind of given it up. But shout out to Will Compton for being back on the Raiders. The boy. Way too many distractions out there. Like, for sure. You and Carr's been a little up and down. Honestly, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to have like a, a good season with all of those off the field. Well, I mean, technically they're on field issues. Well, yeah, much. but the. But they're also dumb, and they did the biggest mistake and like let traded or got rid of all their O linemen, and reached heavily for Alex, Alex Leatherhead, Leatherwood. <laughs> other Leverwood, whatever. It's just been it's just been their O line's been terrible, especially Leatherwood. It's been abysmal. And Josh Jacobs has nine kids. He's been in the NFL three years or but something. Bright not- spot on the Raiders was their defense, which a lot of people thought was going to be dog water. Yeah, Max Crosby's Crosby. nasty, mm-hmm. nasty Yannick and Guake. And then yeah, um, whatever. What's the the safety's name? Uh, Jonathan Abram. Before nice. he out for the rest of the season, been nice. Yeah, some people have been turning around a little bit these signings recently. And uh, I'd say another bright spot is Foster Monroe at tight end's been solid in in Darren Waller's absence. Yep. Um, I think the Drake thing was kind of decent, but him getting hurt kind of sucks. And I think I'm not trying to be that guy. I think the Josh Jacob thing. Maybe one more year, but uh, I think that might be coming to an end personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they've just missed on too many draft picks. I think they might – I think they should reset, to be honest, and get rid of Mayock too, I think. just They've missed on too many draft picks. I think Too many high draft picks, bro. I don't know if they should get rid – that's true. I mean, but it's hard uh... – They've missed on a lot, Jesse. Like uh, yeah, but is it Mayock or was it Gruden? Because we all know it's... Gruden's a really strong person. But Gruden picked Mayock to be there. Yeah, but who had – I'm saying who had, like, the final say. Okay, so what, one more year for Mayock, see what happens, let him pick his own yeah, coach? because we all know – I mean, he, there's there's a reason that he wasn't a front, front office ex- executive, but there was a reason why he was, like, one of the highly touted, um, you know, recruiting, you know, scouts, like, on ESPN, like – it's Togmache, Mel Kiper, and then Mayock. Like the three of them, like would always have their their mock drafts. They'd always be the guys, the experts for those things. So like he knows like how to rank players and stuff. Uh, my question is because we all know Gruden and hit like um, Al Davis's like love for Gruden. Who's to say that like Gruden didn't have final say and was like overruling Mayock on a lot of picks? Because I find it hard to believe that Mayock would do a lot of the things that the Raiders I, I think they guys. said he did. Oh. I think it was like I and think it was like go. I think it was like fifty one forty nine or some some split like that or fifty five forty five. It was like somewhere like 
it was very evenly distributed power besides the la- final final decision was Gruden's so I was pretty sure of the roster okay I don't know about draft picks but I'm pretty sure the roster well wow. like it was pretty it was it's pretty crazy so we'll see I mean we'll see what they do they obviously need a reset a culture reset um but yeah I would say disappoint two years in a row they kind of look decent and then they fall off and I really don't want to – I mean, I think Derek Carr has disappointed a tiny bit this year, but, dude, the weapons aren't there, man. With Waller out, it's 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 and the O-line as bad as it is, it's near impossible for Derek Carr to be super effective. I don't care how good the defense is, which I don't think was extremely well. You know, it's just been tough, man, you know. Yeah. And I, missing draft, missing on high draft picks is not good. Cleveland Farrell, not good. I mean, he, he's the, had moments this year. Cleveland hasn't been awful. Um, definitely I mean, hasn't but not been – for yeah pick. yeah definitely hasn't been that high but it it does help with Ngake and and uh max crosby like popping off yeah Perriman, nasty pro bowler Paul um, gables high school actually oh my school drop a bar where we grew up yeah. yeah but disappointing for sure so we can't really cover everything that kind of that we missed or whatever that happened in the time the time period from our last episode because it's just been too too long of a time um but these are just some like key points that kind of stood out to us and you know hopefully for my sake the dolphins could continue this win streak uh i will be in nashville this weekend at the game and uh safe to say there will be money on the game so not only will I'd be at the game super stoked for it, but uh, hopefully it goes well. Otherwise, I'll be crying in the in the stands. But, uh, yeah, let's try to revive this. Let's try to, like, start coming out with at least one a week. Um, we'll, we'll try to be more focused. We're thinking about in the offseason doing some more scouting-related type stuff where – we kind of go through um, and look at different positions and kind of say guys that we like or whatever, and then go by each team and kind of say this team should look at these players based off what they need. Um, if you guys are interested in that, let us know. Um, David, anything else you have to say before I sign us off? I'm just glad to be back. Glad Jesse's ready to get back to it as well. I know it was also, you know, both of us just got busy um, with life and whatnot, but I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back doing this. Glad. You know, we get to continue to do this, and hopefully we hear some feedback from you guys. Appreciate Jesse for all the hard work he does, and I hope you guys had a happy holidays. Perfect. Yeah, so this is uh, Jesse Tincher and David Robinson from In My Humble Opinion. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at IMHO Sports Pod. Again, that's IMHO Sports Pod. And please let us know what you think. New year, new me, new podcast. Uh, we're going to try to kind of 3.0 it because this is our third time coming back, I think. And we're going to try to make it stick this time. New Year's resolution. Um, hope you guys all have a great holiday. Hope you guys all come up with some productive New Year's resolutions. Have a good one.